0: Everybody to the pre-modcast, your friendly neighborhood pre-modern magic podcast. Today, we have a really exciting topic and we're going to be discussing the metagame for pre-modern. I'm joined once again by my co-hosts, Andrew Walker. Hey, guys. And Jared DeSette. Good morning, Vietnam! Woo!
1: <laughs> or pre-modcast. <laughs>
0: to everyone out in the world.
1: Yeah
0: uh cool so how's everybody doing what's going on guys doing great very good doing good,
2: good. made sure i had a mountain Dew amp to fit into the uh era and keep me awake did you see, did oh you,
1: did you see that uh coca-cola has an energy drink now no anyway, it did. i did i just saw that the other day i i am not an energy does drink it have coke perfect. in it i don't think actual coke no <laughs> damn it no it
0: does not but um, do the- you guys remember when there was a cocaine energy drink
2: yeah oh. i had a can of it and then it disappeared oh my along gosh. with the was, whoop ass the so like you yeah, open a can weeks? of whoop ass
0: <laughs> before they were like we cannot sell this anymore, <laughs> like, sell this anymore. <laughs> yeah i had one i was up all night
1: i mean i um, I, uh, I remember like what was that that uh four loco stuff when that? Yeah. was out like, oh god yeah that was that was death but, yeah um,
0: many many a many an
2: awful embarrassing night to that
0: <laughs> yes of course <laughs>
2: I had a friend visit me and they asked the guy at the distributor if they had it, and he's like, What are you? 14? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not anymore. So. But anyway. Oh god. Well, wow, we go off topic anyway. quickly. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Circle
0: back. Uh, you guys got any any brews, any pickups?
1: Well, for me, this uh, this this little last couple of weeks, I've been I picked up a couple of things for uh, like mono black aggro, like the suicide black.
3: Mm-hmm. And Ooh, I
1: um, yeah, well, I I noticed um, when because Ron when he played against me in that finals of the uh, December monthly I think it was mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. I, I like the like the it's an interesting deck because I you know I've talked about like you know a clock with the rest I think it has the potential but I was just like how do, I don't know how he did so well without duress in that deck but he did yeah but, but like I went and, and was like okay like you know those are some good efficiently costed creatures there's some good disruption and you know what I don't own any unmasks, so I picked up a couple of those and I think those could kind of mm. work in the deck so let's see.
0: Yeah, unmask is sick. Yeah. I remember it's also got one of my favorite arts from pre modern. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah. RK, Post RK Post, yeah. <laughs> now
1: here's the other thing that this kind of led me down a little you know, a little path of is what do you guys like to use for tokens for pre modern? Because in the Mono Black deck is you have the sarcomancy that has the zombie, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I was thinking of like, you know, okay, do I wanna spend money on the unglued tokens yes I, that, yes <laughs> that's the that's the answer unfortunately is that there's yeah. like three to four dollars each but like yeah. this in this era though they didn't make just throw the tokens in the packs like they do nowadays where you they're like you no. know you can get yeah. literally literally dime a dozen but like yeah. they were highly sought after
0: back then oh yeah, yeah.
1: i already have um i already have my, my uh pete venters goblins tokens from then mm-hmm. i have some yep. i have a couple soldier tokens and now uh-huh. I just picked up the zombie tokens and I got them for like oh, I got nice. them for like 2 2ish dollars each. But I was uh-huh. uh, but I was Guys. actually I was going to try to get creative and I was wondering if this is even legal actually. So I have some like old like you know, like fourth edition copies sort of like scathe Zombies. Like oh, if, hell yeah. if I just like crossed out the scathe part, blacked out the casting cost, it's just a zombie that's 2 2, right? 100%. Like, I,
2: I yeah, mean, if you just, if you change it that much it should be fine.
1: Yeah, I just I was like uh, that. That could be a cheap way to kind of make some tokens. You could do the same yeah. thing with like grizzly bears because there's cards that make bears, like the um, yep. what What's that card? Uh, collar of the Wild. That like it's the two two flash that like collar of the herd. No, no, not, the no, you know, no, no. Not. It's it's a it's a two two flash that it, when mm. it comes into play, you put in I think, collar of the claw. Collar of the claw. There it is. Yeah, yeah, when yeah you put in bears yeah. equal to the number of creatures that died that turn. Right. So like anti wrath. Exactly, and then you have yep. you know you obviously they have the elephants, so you could take like a. So
0: Jared, you're a man after my own heart. Okay. <laughs> um, back, remember how I told you guys that I went to the JSS Nationals back in 2002? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was playing red green aggro, mm-hmm. and you couldn't play a green aggro deck without four Call of the herd back then. Right. Of yeah. Course. And I only had one copy of the elephant token that came with odyssey i was gonna so say they were exactly just in what odyssey. you're saying yeah it was just an odyssey so i did exactly what you're saying i took a rogue elephant a yep. wild elephant and a war mammoth mm-hmm. and and that one i actually wrote in summon elephant <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> but all mammoth, the rest yeah. were already summon elephants and then i just like you said i i I took a marker over the name Mm -hmm. and over the rules text. So I basically and over the casting cost. So I basically had a bunch of three three green elephants with elephants in the artwork. Yeah, and and some an elephant. Exactly. And it was completely legal back then. So I'm sure it's legal now for us. (laughs) Oh my
1: god. I'm so glad to hear that. That That's actually really cool. Because I was trying to think of like, okay, what do I do for like a one one goblin? like oh i could do like mons goblins raiders and do it that way or something like that yep Mm -hmm. but like i was just thinking of like uh there was a sixth edition and for soldier tokens i was having a hard time finding just a plain 1-1 soldier token but they made one in like starter 1999 like oh nice something something recruit that's just a 1-1 soldier it has no rules text and you just gotta like you know i was like this this is kind of an interesting kind of cool way yeah a little creative and they just kind of make it work now, they did have them in uh, Onslaught.
2: Heart. I've got two of the Onslaught ones.
1: The Ons- oh, nice. The Onslaught d- tokens?
2: Tokens, Onslaught, yeah, for a yeah, soldier. Had some tokens, too. Oh, I don't know that um And actually,
0: um, Ron Spencer. When, when I mentioned the elephant Didn't. one, were you saying that only Odyssey had tokens?
1: Well, I'm looking, actually. I have a couple of them also. And, yeah, there are three, 3-3 three elephants. And I don't know of any other Odyssey tokens from back then. I could be wrong. but There, there were a there.
0: couple of others. Um, there were also some Invasion ones and and were Angels? Think,
2: mm.
0: Yeah, there were some invasion ones. Um actually, I'm pretty sure the elephant I had was actually invasion and not odyssey. Mm. And well, the funny squirrel thing token. about that is a lot of time. Or no, I guess there were in invasion. What I was going to no. say is they would sometimes print tokens that weren't even in the set, but I'm mm-hmm. wrong now that I think about that because I remember everyone who was playing fires had the saproling tokens mm. from invasion but saproling burst was from nemesis yeah it was yeah, yeah. but now that yeah. i think about it there were saproling cards that made saproling tokens in invasion there was hmm. Rith, there was either yeah. mutation there was aura mutation
1: oh yeah yeah forgot about those.
0: but yeah there there definitely are tokens from back then that all yeah. look really cool i kind of love the uh the gray. It was like the precursor to what they would change artifact colors yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Cool.
2: I've got that kind of so, gray on the squirrel tokens and the uh, uh, goblin tokens from Legions.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so sounds like yeah, you got a little black deck coming along. Uh, yeah, Andrew, I- you got anything?
2: Uh, haven't picked up anything new. I actually tallied up my stuff because I was curi- curious how much i had signed and i've my database tracks 4800 cards right now of which 2800 are signed wow jesus i was like oh my god that's a lot of signed cards
1: that is a lot how do you track your database how do you do that i just
2: made one in like google uh like whatever the excel thing is for that and then i've got it by name set number i have number foils number signed uh artists so I can sort by whichever, like if if I know I want to send stuff to an artist, I can just sort by the artist column, go to that artist and find out which ones I don't have signed Interesting. Man, that
0: must have taken a long time
2: <laughs> It took a lot at the beginning, now it's easy to keep track of, but yeah, yeah it took a lot I of just
0: add on. I actually have a uh, MTG Stocks profile mm-hmm. Um and I started doing that, funnily enough when my first kid was born because it was like I wasn't leaving the house for a month, and uh, I wasn't going to be spending money, so I figured I'd just go through my collection and uh, put everything down. Kind of, and the cool thing about MTG stocks is it regular, like it keeps track of the TCG prices for, I believe, lightly played, Mm -hmm. and so you can see the value of your collection day by day. Yep. Like, like it'll actually tell you how much it's gone up or down in a day. It's, it's just like stocks, where like you actually can track it for past week, whatever.
2: Sell storm crows. Sell storm crows.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm totally not like an MTG finance dude. I just like having it all written out so I can so I can see it. (laughs) Excellent
1: that's yeah i have nothing i honestly like (laughs) i just i have it in a box underneath my bed like that's where my that's so that's my organization system yeah yeah
0: so if (laughs) you if you want to know if you have something you got to just flip through them (laughs) yeah and And there's uh, nothing wrong with that i mean that's kind of fun i i sometimes when i'm brewing will be like oh my gosh because i didn't list literally everything like there's a ton of commons and uncommons that Mm. i didn't list and uh so sometimes it's kind of fun when
1: I'm brewing to be like, do I have a copy of that? Uh,
0: let's <laughs> let's find out. Let's spend two hours flipping through all my cardboard.
1: So what I have is I have a couple of long boxes that I have separated into. Literally, actually, I did this even before I knew about pre-modern existed, like years before. I had all my modern frame cards separated into one set of long boxes. Hmm. And then I have all my pre-modern frames separated so when i got into like this format i was like oh my god i already had these separated that's amazing <laughs> oh, nice. but like but nice. like now i have another long box that i have for like it's a nicer one that has like a magnetic clasp and stuff like that i can mm-hmm. keep that for like my playables so like you know mm. things that like but every once in a while you're just kind of like going through the playables like okay like a card i was actually looking for that i actually ended up having to order was like skeletal scryings you know
2: uh-huh. And I was just like,
1: I don't think I have one of those. And so I had like, <laughs> no. you know, and you go, th- it, 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 sometimes you go through it and you're like, no, I didn't, I'd never, somehow never opened that. I mean, it's just there yeah. and then there it is, you know, actually. Yeah. And I was looking through revised cards the other day and I, ne- I realized I didn't, I only owned one revised crawl worm, which I thought was ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got to remedy that situation. Apparently I, <laughs> I was just looking- like, I, I was I, I actually like, have a beta yeah. crawl worm. That's that's one of the ones I just love having. Like yeah. it's dirt cheap, but it's just nice to look at.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually that's a good idea. Like that's every once in a while just owning like a couple beta cards like that. Like, oh this is cool. Even though it's like, you know, yeah. not that expensive, but it's still it's a beta, so it's something.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I was digging through old revised and forth trying to find a couple cops. Mm-hmm. And I found like a hundred disenchants and I was like, Oh, that's random. Oh, Anybody yeah. need old disenchants? Just let but, me know. Hey, ever,
1: it's eminently playable. You ever find yourself accidentally ordering like four more of a card you thought you had, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, "Yep, crap! Like I already had those." But, yeah, yeah, totally. I did that
2: with Parallax Wave. I was like, "Shit, I had them." They were the only reason I didn't have them. They were out getting signed, and I was like, "Where the hell are they? I must not have them." Yeah. Then they came back, signed them. Like, oh, okay. So now I have a trade bait.
0: Yeah, I I had eight our uh, antiquities gothian pixies <laughs> for that very reason and uh so then it started becoming my go-to uh playable to put in the pot for old school tournaments <laughs> yeah it's a good idea yeah definitely a good idea um, all right well that's a fun little talk on we- our collections yep. uh i think we should tell everybody the exciting thing about the monthlies andrew why don't you take away
2: Okay. Uh, Yeah, the questions popped up since... uh, I can't even remember how long ago. It was probably at least six months ago. There was someone set up a poll regarding um, the question of should we allow anything beyond the basic scope laid out on premodernmagic.com Martin Berlin's list, which was already pretty inclusive. It it lets you play... I think one of the examples they show is like Armageddon or Wrath of God, where... You could use Portal, which had different art. um yeah, it was. It was it, fifth Armageddon. edition might have had different art. I can't remember, but um, well, and but, but you couldn't use arts. a card that was like a uh physical reproduction just with a different name, like Ravages. Of I know War. Wrath of. Yep. Yeah.
0: Ravages of War was the Portal Three Kingdoms version of Armageddon. Same casting yep. cost.
2: Same, same casting cost. Yep.
0: But different title, so that's not legal.
2: Yeah, so those weren't legal. But in looking at everything and figuring out how to deal with the question for uh, the monthlies, we've discussed it before and I've discussed it with lots of other players that we're not playing this to like try to win some prize, frankly, because there isn't a prize. We're just playing it for a variety of reasons of just nostalgia, having fun, meeting new people, testing decks seeing, like, like I said, for that Oath deck. I played it knowing I wasn't going to win, and I only won one game out of 13. And then a couple months later, after testing it, I was at four and two. So it's having cards that you could play with uh, definitely helps, because if you don't have the cards, you can't build the deck, and you can't test it to see if you actually like the deck. So sort of in that vein... And how old school works with, uh, C well for Atlantic rules, CE and IC legal, uh, this discussion right here is basically just from the, my standpoint. Gold border world uh, champs cards will be legal in the monthlies uh, since it's it's a fun format. It's not intended to be like something where we try to crush and just spike it to win something where we're just playing for the love of the game. Woo! So, bling <laughs> and even looking at it, I mean, it's, it's just like the prices for the uh, collectors and international collectors. The prices for gold borders have gone crazy. And when you think about the print runs of those sets, in some cases, they're probably rarer than that. So if you were technically pimping your deck, you might actually try to pimp that because that's actually the rarer card.
1: Well, I mean, there's yeah. there's those crazy people that like foils who so want to pimp their deck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's funny. This uh, got brought up a couple of weeks ago, and I actually had kind of a weird Mandela effect where mm-hmm. I thought in my brain that the gold borders were listed on premodernmagic.com as being legal. And actually, Martin Berlin himself <laughs> replied that I'm wrong about that. So I was completely wrong. Shame. Yeah, totally. I was like, oh, word came down from on high. <laughs> I'm incorrect. But uh, yeah, so I guess it was never um, stated on pre modern Magic that gold board cards are legal. But Martin has chimed in and said that, you know, anyone who's organizing a pre modern tournament is allowed to do it with whatever they want. You know, it's kind of an open market. And yep. so what we were discussing before the pod was how this makes a number of cards that are in the top tier of price uh more attainable. Right. Namely survival of the fittest. Yeah,
1: so I wrote down a couple of cards mm-hmm. that when we were talking about it that, you know, were surprisingly, you know, cheaper. So we were looking at it, and Survival, you know, is a typically about $190 to $100 card, I think. It sounds about right. Uh, $90. dollars 90 ish 90, 90 Yeah, so, like, with the Gold Border version, it just becomes, like, a $12 card, like, $12, 13 card near Mint. So, like, that gets more people to play, you know, that's a significant price difference. And mm-hmm. the I think the most drastic one that we found was that City of Traders is only a $5 Gold Border card. So. Yeah. That's a that's a huge. What was what it? It's normally in the hundreds, right? Like like two to three hundred.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I had one. I traded from an old binder, and they were like, "Holy cow, this thing is mint!" And like, it went right from a pack to a to it a like set 150, collection.
3: Something like that. Uh,
2: I think it's higher than that even. So Holy shit. the other, unless something's bumped it down. And
1: the other one that we noticed that was a big difference is that Gaia's Cradle is only a hundred dollars, like near mint in in the gold border you know only yeah well i mean you're right but like as opposed to four you know that's a, it's yeah a big exactly so i think you know and wastelands are five dollars gold border versus 30 you know i think it's totally mm-hmm. now i'm of the belief that you know wizards printed these things they made some money on them and this is a casual format i'm f- mm-hmm. as long as you have good matte black back sleeves you know so you can't see the difference in the back it's fine. Yep. With you. Yep. you know what I mean? Yep, Wizards Wizards printed these. They made some money off of them. It's not it hmm. was it was not a tournament legal Magic card, but it's by no means a fake card, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's not a pro, it, it yeah. was not developed by some someone trying to scheme the system or whatever. They they printed this product. It's not exactly. It's yeah. not a knockoff. People it's might people may yeah. some people consider them proxies, I guess, but like, you know what I mean? But like, it, to me, it looks great. I, it doesn't bother me that it's mm-hmm. gold bordered. I say, I think, go for it. But like, I respect other people's decisions to say, you know, that to not allow it. Now, also, yep. along with that, like, you know, we've in pre-modern also allow the newer printings of cards. You know, we, like we were talking about before, is that a lot of people have the cons fetches as opposed to the onslaught Correct. ones, because yep. the cons ones are like what twelve to fifteen under twenty dollars each, roughly and then but like the um
0: other. for the windswept heath is about 12 yeah cuz that's for some reason the cheapest one. Well, it's green, it's green and white, that's in, why.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other
0: ones are around 20ish dollars for the cons, mm-hmm. 20 to to maybe even up to like 30 for polluted delta. Yeah. But yeah, the onslaught ones on the other hand are double that for each other. Yeah. Is
2: it
1: double? Like yeah, I, that sounds right cuz I want to say when I bought my fetches I think I was getting them pretty cheap as far as, like, the non-blue ones, but the blue ones are always more expensive, and, you know, yeah. it's just always going to be that way, you know, blue beam. Well,
0: the, the, uh, the reason I remember reading somewhere for Windswept Heath being the outlier is mm-hmm. that it was apparently in, like, when cons came out, it was in some sort of pre-con deck. So, like, everyone mm. was just opening it to get that, and the, the market's flooded yeah. with windswept teeth.
1: You know, that's really interesting. When they make those pre-con decks, sometimes they, like... Those are really strange products, you know, because they have some... some sometimes they have some cards yeah. where, like, the prime card in it is worth more than the product itself. More than... It, yeah. But, yeah. Or there's other yeah. times where the, those where the pre-con maybe costs 20 bucks or whatever it is, but then, like, the mm-hmm. whole thing you know is already worth not that, so you don't even bother buying it, but if there's... Yeah, because yeah. you, you know the cards that are in it, there's like they are kind of losing money but they also don't do the secondary yeah. it's very strange but anyway yeah, um very strange just so just to give us some hard and fast numbers i'm just on card kingdom right now and a and a concert yeah. cure pluto delta near mint on the, for them is $25 a near a near yeah. mint on, on slot pluto delta is 45 so that, that's about double like about, about half. half double you know what yeah. i mean so yeah. Yeah. anyway but like this is all to say like you know i would still encourage people and i think just because this is about nostalgia to go for the older printings of the cards. I think, you know, try to go for it if you can, you know, especially but but I, I'm not going to hate anyone for, you know, playing a Con's lands against me, you know what I mean? I just, you know, yeah. I, I say I encourage it but, you know, it's it, 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 we're not going to be exclusive with, with the way that we're doing this on the monthlies, and also I will say this is this goes for the Hartford tournament that is um, th- that will be happening on March 28th, so we're definitely going to be very inclusive as far as the reprint pol- policy goes exactly Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what it's all about uh nobody
0: should be shut out from having a better deck just because they have the cheaper printing of the card as long as it is an actual of the card yes right if you have Mm -hmm. a copy of the card you can play it
1: yeah i agree yeah not a proxy and a print that's a good way to put it you have a copy of a print of the printed card i like that Way to put yeah. that. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, uh, exactly. So if I can just kind of steer this, um, we actually so the Har- Hartford's coming up soon uh, for the American Pre-Runner Championship, and I very excitingly can say we are now up to twenty six players who have signed up. Ooh. So that's wow. I was just listening to our previous episode where we said we were excited to get sixteen, and now we got twenty six that have signed up. So this is yeah. this, this is yeah. full on firing. This is going to be a good time. Um, get yeah. out there. Know, I have no to do a plug. It, it
2: was, I'll have to plug in uh, uh, Mano, too, because I know one of the most recent All Things Considered, he mentioned that he's, like, 90-plus percent to come. He's going to play pre-modern. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Andrew, have you officially signed up yet, or are we going to be up to 27 soon?
2: No, I signed oh, no. it. Okay,
1: about, about time. I was kind <laughs> of sorry
2: I, I couldn't be a slacker any longer. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that joke
1: would there... last until like the very last day, but
2: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't take all the shame.
0: <laughs> there isn't a qualifier, so uh, a, little, a little bonus so, <laughs> to yeah, the number.
1: We're up to twenty-six, which is very exciting. You know, we're we're, we're all very pumped about it. The whole event is going to be over seventy people now with the uh, the um, simultaneous uh, Atlantic old school event going on at the same time. So it'll be mm-hmm. a good event. Uh, I we're gonna have fun. I'm, I'm very excited about it. So again, that's nice. A,
2: and Jeff Mangus is coming. Mangus
1: will be there signing cards and yep. doing alters or whatever. So, you know, I, cool. I he has a couple of like, you know, pre modern worthy cards, especially your old source, mm. the plowshares, shares, if you want to get those, you know, altered or whatever. And um definitely. Yep. So yeah, it's exciting. Um but yeah. So that's uh I'm pretty I'm very yeah. pumped. I'm glad we hit that number.
0: So there's the Hartford and then there's also the Spring Fling. Um Andrew, you know something about that.
2: Yeah, um, Michael James Hoype and I had been talking about it for a while, and others have been talking for a while, that he wanted to run something like the old school uh, winter derby, summer derbies, and uh, we thought, and Mike's definitely thought of it quite a bit, to do something pretty much the same for a pre-modern, so it's basically, uh, I th- think he might have actually posted the link to his YouTube video, it's like a three and a half minute clip that just describes the step if you've played the old school ones uh you know how it runs uh just the synopsis is basically the after you get everybody to sign up the first four rounds are the are they try to make groups like here's who you play in your time zone or say plus or minus two time zones or something so it's fairly local in terms of uh scheduling so the first round goes uh round robin-ish style you don't play anybody by score it's just here's four opponents, play them, see where you end well, up. Well, After, wait, hold, hold on a second. Yep. It's
1: not a round robin. You get four random opponents. Oh, yeah,
2: you get four random so opponents. So,
1: like, you, you are not all playing the same person, you know, so it's not, not yeah. like the groups that we do every month. It is going to
2: be Yeah, random. sorry, yeah. It's it's not round robin. It's it's random, but it's it's set up where every there won't be any duplications of play, Correct. and it'll, everybody will have four results there won't be somebody with three and somebody with five or something. Okay. Everybody's got four results, o four 4 to 4-0. Um, based cool. on whatever your score is after the that first batch, the second batch is three rounds of people with your, uh, with like if you had three and one, you'll probably play all three and ones or maybe you'll play a four and oh and three three and one or two three and ones or three and ones and a three... Or a two-two, whatever. It's just standard, like how you would under a Swiss. Right, setup. but we're cutting
1: it. We're cutting um, it after four rounds because it's hard to do a Swiss online. Basically, correct. Yeah, so you, exactly. so you do this kind of break it up so that you get it. Okay, you start off random with four opponents, and then you make that cut, and then now you're playing yep. similarly finishing opponents. So the tournament still does get harder as you you know go on, like Swiss yeah. usually does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that second half, it's everybody mixed together. It's not the. The setup will probably be, you know, mostly North Americans in the first, uh, in a group that'll play each other, and then Europeans play each other. But then that second batch, it's everybody mixed together based on their ranking. And you play people with roughly the equivalent uh, game win loss setup. Um, Then from there, it goes to breaks down to either top eight or top 16 based on numbers and single limb as uh you would expect
1: yeah i think i what i like about this so we have the monthlies where we usually get about five to six rounds but this is going to be a little mm-hmm. bit bigger hopefully get the whole seven rounds and like a good bracket top eight that like you know will really define like a because you had more of a you know kind of a grind through the through the swiss yep. if you want to call it that you know it, it defines a champion probably a little bit better you know what i mean and so yeah. i think this will be something to In- do to kind of switch it up you know, with, with the, uh, every, like, you know, twice a year or something like that. So hopefully it was a yeah. spring bring, then hopefully a fall brawl, if you will, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Summer. The, um, What's great is that there is, a, of course, there is a pre-modern car, card from, was it Tempest Fling, which is great. Yep. And I yep. want to say there's also a card. There's, to, a you know, there's, a, <laughs> there there's a brawl. There's definitely a brawl from, let me see, hold on, I'm going to look it up right now. Brawl was in, oh, come on. Ah, God. Bad time. Bad computer. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I Mercadia mean, masks, actually. Do you guys actually... There ah. you go. Do you guys actually know what the card Brawl does? Um,
2: I think I can picture it, but I can't remember what it red. does.
1: It's definitely red. Okay, yeah. The casting cost is three mm-hmm. red red. It's an instant. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's got a cool art that actually... Wow, actually looking at this. It has um, Gerard, uh, Karn... And, um, was it, what was the Minotaur? Tangroth or Tangarth? Tangarth. They all look like they're in a pub. And then all of a sudden, it looks like <laughs> Tangarth's throwing a punch right at Gerard. It looks like he kind of catches it with his hand, too. But the card oh does God. instant, until end of turn, all creatures gain tap. This creature deals damage equal to its power to target creature.
0: Wow. <laughs> so it, it is kind of like a, uh, uh, a bar brawl <laughs> literally
1: like they got like knocked over wine mm-hmm. and beer glasses going on <laughs> and sit. everybody's tapping to fight each other <laughs> Tapping to fight each other yeah it's literally a, kind of very flavorful card actually that you is yeah fun. that's incredible well, I, nice. I, I love it when it's that a, happens when you get like a, it's an beard. Get like a super yeah, flavorful so that's, that's card sweet. it just totally makes sense you know oh yeah totally yeah.
2: And Karn's in the background looking like Seb. I am yeah, Karn. Yeah, he's just
1: there. Uh, I just put, well, he's, he's just the, the pacifist. <laughs> <laughs> he is the pacifist. <laughs> he is indeed. So, yeah, I think that... I, the, I, I'm uh, excited about that that tournament. That'll be fun. I think it will, it yep. will make it a... Hopefully just we get a good f- turnout. And
2: to let people know when it is, it's going to start uh, on the 19th of March uh, f- and going through the end of March the 31st. So there will be overlap with th- this month's March... Monthly, but by like I said, by that time you should be wrapping up, and the only people who will really be affected will probably be uh, the top eight players, and that's that's usually pretty quick. So, and it's the first weekend that overlaps, so it shouldn't be a problem. Nice. Um, then the second batch starts, I think April first through the twelfth or something like that, and then it goes to top eight. Um, so April will be an off month for the monthly because presumably everybody will be. Playing in the uh, spring, flings, spring fling, there, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. I won't be.
2: So it should be, be a great uh, time
0: taking care of a newborn infant.
1: <laughs> Shame.
0: <Yeah. laughs> no way. I'm gonna have time for a uh, online tournament that month. <laughs> I, actually, yeah. I actually
1: played against someone the other day that um, had a little uh, little helper on the side. He was literally like oh, yeah. <laughs> one arm in a baby and uh, the other uh, the other hand playing the cards out. I was like, <laughs> nice, solid move,
2: dude. I guess if you can do it with a beer in hand, you can do it with a baby yeah. in hand. How
0: how little was the baby? Was was he just
1: like rocking it? It was uh uh Jared um uh, uh, down in Florida. Okay, I think his 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 daughter is okay. um about ten months old. So we were just mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, and he was just like he posted like, "Hey, I want to play some games," and I was like, yes. "Sure," like because I'm off like during the most days, and so I was like, "Yeah, I can." Yep. and he was like, "I'm gonna have a little <laughs> little uh little helper." I was like, "Sounds good." <laughs> that's awesome
0: yeah he had a really good uh all things considered episode did you guys listen? yeah to that?
1: i did he he inter- that's a interesting life with the as a turtle Very as a tur- turtle yeah. breeder and yeah. farmer so but yeah he's easy yeah.
2: my kids liked it they name dropped me a few times so <laughs> <laughs> my kids are like freaking out in the car while it's playing uh-huh.
0: yeah. <laughs> my uh my daughter <laughs> at fun. one point i was playing on the weekend you know getting one of my euro matches in and mm-hmm. So I, I kind of sat her in front of the TV, put on some Mickey Mouse and just let her do her thing. But, you know, she's a kid, so she lost interest and she came over and she was being pretty good. She wasn't messing with my cards, but she loved my deck box, you know, one of those uh, towers <laughs> because it had the dice yep. in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So she was shaking it like a
3: rattle. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, one last thing to circle back. You buried the lead on Brawl the flavor text is anything can happen when patience is scarce and wine is abundant. Oh my God.
1: That is, I, I, I really did bury the lead on that one. That, that, <laughs> that, that is, is a phenomenal flavor text. I don't, I can't imagine too many magic cars directly reference alcohol. You know what I mean? Oh, no, and I, feel yeah, like that's if yeah. There's
0: a pre-modern uh, uh, in a pub the, this is like the perfect card for
1: the. Uh, yeah. Is there even a card that's headline. like a bartender? Oh, there's a waterfront bouncer. I mean, that's kind of like there's a waterfront bouncer. Yeah. Um. So that's um, almost like bars related, but that could yeah, just well, be anyone. Well, masks. Want.
0: Masks had that whole like, uh, sailor town drinking. Yeah, theme yeah, that kind and, of theme. It did. You're right. That's yep. interesting.
1: Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Anything can happen when patience is scarce and wine is abundant. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that really is great. Yeah. Like,
0: someone should do a pre-modern tournament and uh, highlight that text. Make that the uh, the leader <laughs> for the announcement.
2: And just just to jump in one last thing before we move to the main topic, uh, I just wanted to mention March for the monthly. We actually set a new record at forty-three mm-hmm. players. So we've uh, hopefully it just keeps growing, doing good uh again and of course again i got paired against flint in the <laughs> in the beginning so six out of nine months i've had the enjoyment of getting beat up by flint but the uh the the deck itself when i don't play flint is three and oh and six and oh in games. so i'm happy with that
1: that's good nice
2: it's just flint's just a wall that it can't break yeah yet.
1: <laughs> what do you uh well i'm not sure when we're releasing this but what are you guys playing this month anything anything new
2: uh, I'm, I net decked Flint's blue-green Enchantress <laughs> with a couple changes, which he, which have probably improved Andrew's it. playing Enchantress? Just because I knew... <laughs> Shocking.
1: Shocking! <laughs> uh, Andrew, honestly, have you played a monthly where you haven't had Oath of Druids or Enchantress in your deck?
2: Hmm, I don't believe so. I don't think so either. I was trying to think. Yeah, I was trying to think what I did in Ron uh, Taylor's when he had we had that one month back in like eight December eighteen yeah, or the something that
0: wasn't a pre modern online month. <laughs> yeah,
2: one that wasn't a pre modern monthly.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's very funny. Well, yeah. I, I'm actually also in that group and have gone 0-4 in games against both people just mentioned. Andrew and Flint both beat the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm playing my Ugnot again. I've Tweak the numbers and I'm testing out that sideboard tech that I mentioned. So far, I'm thinking it was another mistake. <laughs> yeah.
3: But to yeah. be
0: fair, uh, my losses were mostly just because Stifle Knot, you know, it's a great deck when it does what it's supposed to do, but uh, yep. sometimes you just, you just don't get the right draws. Um, I got yeah. horribly mana screwed. I got stuck on one mana against Flint uh, the first game. And my hand would have easily won if I had gotten to second mana. Um, Mm -hmm. Then yeah, second game, it was just, you know, kind of went the way it went. And Andrew, yeah, you were able to uh, capitalize on my slow starts, my lack of dreadnought, and... That's just how it goes. Sometimes. I think I
2: basically put you as no permanence, right? You play permanent. When I got you to the lock, you would drop a permanent or two, and then I bounce them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, not yeah. only did I not yeah. draw the dreadnoughts, I didn't draw the nimble mongoose, which is the second most important creature in Ugnaught. Uh I only yeah. drew And Then you as did threats, a vision which charm, are which pretty useless when someone's yeah. got a words of wind and is drawing five cards per turn. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that and when you uh, vision charmed, you dumped like four awesome Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I freaking, I vision charmed myself to have the werebear hitting harder early on, and it ended up being the Dreadnought, (laughs) the Winter Orb, which beats you, and a Null, Mm -hmm. and I think. And I think a Stifle? Yeah, another card that's great I where think it was it's just staple. like, oh, well, yeah. I just lost the game because of my own vision charm.
1: <laughs> well, see, here's the thing though, like, I've played with cards that, like, you know, will dump cards from the top of your deck into your into your graveyard, right? And yeah. if the mm-hmm. top of the deck is random, then that those cards could easily have been at the bottom of the library, too, you know what I mean? 100%. It's just yeah. like, so, like, yeah. people who think, like, yeah. you, you can't... I can't... I don't look at it as... Oh, I lost it because I didn't draw those cards? You didn't know those were there anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's completely yeah, it's, random what's
0: it's coming
2: off Schringer's the of cat. They, they could adjust um, as so easily as the, the
0: reason, bottom. Right. And that's the reason why I have no qualms about Vision Charming myself to get to Threshold. Right. Uh, I will say, yeah. though, that for my deck in particular, and... I don't want to get into this topic too hard because I could talk for ages about it. But uh, <laughs> careful study versus mental note, I much prefer mm-hmm. careful study okay, um, because of the filtering. Sure, it's card disadvantage, but the amount of times when I was playing with mental note that I would end up dumping, like in games two and three, the sideboard card that I was needing. That's the... the that's... Uh, mm.
1: Go on, go on. I have something to say about it, that. Later. It was
0: it was enough. I mean, sure, it is confirmation bias, but it was enough times that I just didn't want to do that again. <laughs> Fair
3: enough.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I've played like I've been dealing with like either me- uh, careful study or mental note with madness because especially with uh, like mm-hmm. playing with mongoose, like they both fill the yard the same amount with three cards, but I, you know there's something about it being the mental note being instant speed, and there is something, and also you trigger madness obviously with the careful study. But the, like, but unless I'm really, um, discarding like root walls in turn one, I mean that's the only thing like because I can't, I'm not gonna be able to. I don't want to careful study and play arrogant worm in the same turn. That's four mana and leaves me on you know tapped out pretty much, you know. So like that, that, I would rather be able yeah. to have my mana free and do it on their turn. Which is why frantic search is so good, is that it lets me play on their turn. But like that's another time. Mm. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that, that's a little off topic. But
0: yeah, we could we could devote a whole episode because I have a lot more to say. Yeah, <laughs> about it. We'll, we'll, get, you, we'll get you. We'll get you. We'll get you your deck De- tech episode soon. So exactly so it'll <laughs> come out sometime so so let's actually get to the topic of the night gentlemen
2: i don't even know what that
0: means no one knows what it means but it's provocative
2: no it's not it well. gets the people going a big one a uh, big one that everyone yes. loves to break
1: down
0: we are going to be getting our uh so many insane plays on and do a full metagame <laughs> analysis Woo woo! now yeah (laughs) so i actually took the time to crunch the numbers on tc decks and put everything into categories i also did a moderate amount of double checking the list to make sure they are in the correct categories because tc decks obviously for our tiny little format they're not going to do due, due diligence and make sure everything mm-hmm. is named correct i actually did email uh, them
1: i was like hey i noticed some like devourer decks were in your rogue section could you guys move that they're like uh what are you talking about <laughs> like they're it, like we don't yeah. give a fuck <laughs> yeah. so I got, they're like
0: we have pre-modern on our site we didn't know that right
1: so i um <laughs> but uh, so we use the tc decks because that actually has is it tcdex.net or com tcdecks.net. net Okay, so we use that because it has the that's definitely the best repository of um, uh of the decks the online. You know, it's definitely where like there's the most. Yeah. You know, I think well, we, I'm pretty
0: uh, sure it's the only pre
1: modern one. Right. That it actually like, has it
2: as pre modern. Yeah, have seen them, like, on Goldfish. Yeah, definitely not either. on the
1: other main ones.
0: Don't have pre
1: modern. Yeah, like MTG Top Eight doesn't have it. I'm pre- I think Gold Goldfish, Goldfish yeah. has. You could kind of categorize it, but it doesn't have a big extent, you know, anything exhaustive. I-, I noticed there was a couple of tournaments mm-hmm. that I noticed that were kind of missing. Like, the very first online tournament we did, like, a year and a half, maybe two years ago now almost, wasn't on there. But, like, th- th- we-, we got some mm-hmm. pretty – I mean, it's not obviously, you know, thousands of decks like, you know, there is entering uh, and, and any standard, you know, with all the online stuff. But this is, I think, a pretty mm-hmm. good – idea of what this should also be specified that this is like the top eight metagame these are the decks that are also doing well because that's what's usually posted on tc decks it's not the entire it's not all 43 deck lists from the monthly or all 60 deck lists from the swedish nationals or whatever it is you know it's just these decks
0: have actually put up mm -hmm. results right um i think now something to note is that a lot of times pre-modern tournaments are on the small side. So you'll sometimes see a top eight from an 11 person (sighs) tournament. But that being said, these are still, this is not just every deck that's ever been played. Right. These are
1: ones that at least performed somewhat well. Right. So, I mean, but it's, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a good, good numbers. And I I think it's what we've found from this, exercise is very exciting actually so why don't you take us away through the numbers there mike a little bit
0: yeah definitely um so the first thing we did since we are big proponents of the fact that pre-modern is a very balanced format uh when you break it down to the three pillars uh you have control aggro combo which we call counters burns and broken things Mm -hmm. uh and it shakes out pretty cool so I add them up. There will, of course, be uh, some debate as to what decks fall into what category. And we'll explain a little bit about that. But for the most part, what I found was uh, out of 437 decks, um, 141 were in the control category. Yep. 137 were in aggro. And 121 were in combo, so that would, shakes out yeah. to 35 percent control, 34 percent aggro, and 30 percent combo. That's
1: awesome! Like that's, that's that's pretty
0: freaking great to be that close to 33 percent.
1: Yeah, all three. It's it's so great. Yep. I mean, like you you look at any uh, most other formats, and it's usually like one one is like maybe fifty, maybe 50, 30, 20, or like you know usually in favor of like aggro or the more like older formats go more combo or something like that and just you know or like Mm -hmm. a standard doesn't even have combo half the time you know what i mean right it's just like it's just there is no combo there might be one combo deck that's a janky three card combo because it's like or if
0: if it's something like uh like the old extendeds when they had necro it's like combo would be out of control yeah and it would be way high Mm. yeah so I, i i i will go on record as saying i believe that the pre-modern format is the most balanced format in magic's history
1: it's pretty incredible man we'll look at... i
0: mean where mm-hmm. else do you see that now of course let, let me qualify that a little bit i sure i'm using hyperbole um people are often playing what they want to play yeah uh not so much mm-hmm. trying to spike tournaments i'm sure if there was like mm-hmm. a pre-modern pro tour and the pros got their hands on it they would figure out the best deck and then that would become 50 percent of the meta which would
1: suck <laughs> mm-hmm. you think it would be I, I i would be hard to say you know i think we're, we're gonna break down the decks in a little bit but i bet you 50 percent sounds a little high just because of how deep this format is you see a, yeah you i see mean, a, that's
0: definitely high mm-hmm. but what what i mean by that is when you get the pros, right, uh, they find who the best. Competing for hundreds of thousands of dollars, they will yeah. find out what is the best seventy-five, uh, and usually, like like kind of what happened with, um, I don't know how much you guys keep up with. It. I haven't kept up with it in years, but back in uh, twenty fifteen, I believe it was, they had when the Eldrazi came out in. Um, oath of the gate watch yeah, like yeah. lower cost mm-hmm. and powerful eldrazi yeah they had a modern yeah. pro tour oh it's broken in half. yeah exactly and they the team that lsv is on i, I forget the name pantheon of the i think they or, were called back then pantheon yeah, yeah called the pantheon because they had all the best players in magic yeah um and yeah they they just figured out the best deck and it wasn't even a contest like yeah. it was so broken yeah And I I feel like that could potentially happen with Mm. pre-modern. But then again, you know, like I said, it is a super balanced format. And the way it's able to stay so balanced is that – Sure, you've got a super powerful control deck like Landstill. Well, you got a super powerful aggro deck like Sly that beats Landstill. Yeah. You've got super powerful combo decks that beat the aggro decks. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even always shake down as rock, paper, scissors like that. Right. Like uh you can beat one set, you can beat another set if they have bad draw, even if it's a bad matchup. Uh it is. It's an extremely balanced format. And yeah, I was using hyperbole again by saying fifty percent. Um but I, I do think that if you got if the pros got their hands on pre modern they could probably destroy it.
1: <laughs> probably. You know what I mean? And that, that and there there are some people who have who play this format that have played on the Pro Tour. But they also, like you said, there's there's people playing like more pet decky kind of stuff. And there's um and I <laughs> think it also what what keeps it balanced is also the Band and Restricted List so far. I mean, like, you know, if we saw, if we saw that, you know, there was a big problem and, you know, one deck was completely dominant, then, you know, you can address it that way. But I think what we're about to show is that I don't think there's anything that's, again, you always have to take it with a grain of salt, like like we just said, you know, pet decks or whatever. But, you know, we can usually say that this is going to be pretty safe, you know, going forward. But, um,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um yeah, so like I said, I, I first broke it down into the three main pillars, and as we, the three of us were discussing, um, we really realized that a lot of decks you can't accurately qualify into one of the three pillars. So we added mid-range and prison mm-hmm. as an additional two, because there are plenty of decks like just an example off the top of my mm-hmm. head like the rock do you consider the rock a control deck or do you consider it an aggro deck well it's the perfect I've...
1: it's the perfect definition of a, of a mid-range deck Exactly. It's, that card is that the deck.
0: original mid-range yeah it is like
1: <laughs> it, it'll play the control against the aggro deck it'll play the aggro against the control deck you know and it, it just um it just it it switches its modes and depends what half half what which half of the deck or which role it wants to take you know yeah and you know this exactly and there's other decks that like you know another kind of definition of mid-range is something that maybe doesn't come up blisteringly fast but like a ramp deck can be a like a mid-range deck something that like ramps into like a big spell Mm -hmm. like armageddon you know those are typical like mid-range strategies you know so Exactly.
0: So. And it's like, would you really call that an aggro deck? Because um, I think we all kind of think of like uh, Sly or Suicide Black as the archetypal aggro decks. Yeah. And some of those big creature decks, like they're not looking to just swarm you and get the game over with as fast as possible right they're looking to kind of uh get by one for one removal or pernicious deeds or stuff like that they're they're looking to gain control before they beat you right um and then a lot of decks we also realize kind of fall into are they control or are they combo um enchantress is definitely one of those
2: yep yeah depends on which variant yeah there's Several variants you got ones that would fall under aggro, definitely ones that would fall under prison, like the blue green is definitely yep. a prison yeah, one for sure.
0: So, um, and so that brings me to the fifth category, which we added was prison. Um, so the numbers with five uh total archetypes are 83 control, which is 21%, 116 aggro, which is 29%, 96 combo, which is 24%. 64 mid-range, which is 16%, and 40 prison, which is 10%.
1: And I would say that when it comes to prison, prison is pretty closely underneath, like, the control, you know. Usually they end up hmm, falling into control. Very similar, but, like, we're going to talk about some decks that you're just like, is this totally a control deck? No. It is – it's kind of like the – if if mid the definition of mid range is like the agro control com- comparison, the prison is kind of like the control comboy kind of like you exactly. know kind of kind of melding of the two. And there's yeah, I, I, like, I don't. Like
0: what would you call tax rack? Would you call it combo or would you call it control? Because it's kind of doing both. I,
1: I I think that's what the prison mm-hmm. is. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and like there's and I don't think agro combo exists. Like that's not really a thing, right? No, like you know, uh, they're, they're...
0: the only thing I mm. think might be on that line would be Stifle Knot, because it does kind of win in an aggro way, but it is a combo that creates that.
1: Right, because it takes a couple mm. turns to win, but it, like it gets Reanimator, you could say two, but that requires a couple more cards to work as opposed to just two. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Reanimator, yeah. a lot of people think of as like the archetypal uh, combo deck, right. So right. we wouldn't really put that into agro, but I, I
1: think it's still very safe to call Stifle Knot and Reanimator combo decks. So,
0: yeah, but
3: uh, and actually, uh,
0: yeah. That, that's a funny uh, thing that you bring up there that just occurred to me. I, I, I think the reason it's hard to call something agro combo is because both of those things describe the win condition. I was exactly,
1: exactly, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like are you really gonna have two different ways of winning? Yeah. You know, like that makes your deck totally unstreamlined and like sure there have probably been ones that um Well I can think of one actually as- I can
1: think of one off the top oh, yeah. of my head is like Affinity. Like back in the day, Affinity you could say was an aggro deck with like, you know, getting in with like early frog mites and like uh, mirror enforcers. That's true. But then all of a yeah. sudden it could drop the Disciple of the Vault with with the, the Ravager and then it was like a combo deck.
0: Right, that's true. But that, I guess, um, but that was just but, broken in I half. Guess that's mirrored. more synergies than combos, really. <laughs> well,
1: well, right, because aggro decks that are synergistic, it, it's a synergy thing, less so than a combo thing. Right? That, right. That's just exactly that's how you describe it when it comes to creature aggro synergies. It's not a combo; yeah. it, it's a synergy. Yeah, that's a, right, it's really exactly. interesting. The, the di- <laughs> different definitions. <so. laughs>
0: and you know, one just occurred to me too. Uh, legacy elves, I guess, could be kind of aggro combo. Yeah, because it's it's looking to build up, you know, just a billion elves and then drop a crater hoof behemoth.
1: Yeah, I mean, but there's so I there's... guess
0: some things could be considered aggro combo. <laughs> but,
1: but but I would say elves more so is definitely more of a combo deck. I would say, right. in that regard. I mean, it's to attack, but that's fine. A lot, a lot of combos end up in, a, in the attack phase. You know what I mean? But right, you don't
0: find the elf deck. Uh... Throwing down a creature, next turn attack with it, throw down more creatures, next turn attack with the team, next turn yeah. attack with the team. That's kind of the definition of aggro, is if right. you're swinging in as much as possible. I agree. So,
1: all right, let's look at the uh, individual decks. And um, I think, yeah. uh, so we got the top decks, and uh, we'll just kind of go through a bunch of the major archetypes that we expect. So starting at the top, and this is really no surprise, and like I said, because this is a based off of a top 8, top eight metagame. Is at the top is Landstill, and it's got nine point four percent of the, um, of the top eights that we found on TC decks, and nine point four percent as your top deck is a very healthy number. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that is a in an eight yep. round tournament you can. I would say if you're gonna make top eight, you're gonna expect to face this probably w- at least once. You know what I mean? At least one. And cause, the uh, the last
0: mm-hmm. monthly had a high number of control decks and especially land still so. yeah but for the most part it's usually mm-hmm. only like one or two
1: yeah and i think that's fine because that, that that is the deck to like i think we all know that that is the quote-unquote best deck you know what i mean right. but there's plenty of things that beat it and there's plenty of i i love i like playing against it. i think it's interesting you know what i mean yeah, like me it's too. just like especially with the yeah. decks i play i find like i have good match good interesting matches but um yeah I think that's it's, a,
0: it's the deck of
1: pre-modern <laughs> right it is the deck right exactly it is the blue white control I, I couldn't be more defined. so I thought that was really exciting to see that and then um, right after that is the deck we talked about last time is is goblins which has 7.5 percent of the metagame yeah which is again and
0: I'm actually a little surprised that goblins beats out sly
1: yeah I mean it, it does beat it out and um, we're going to talk about that soon but like I wonder why I th- I am w- kind of curious maybe that I think they're both you know very strong decks obviously but I was I was a little surprised to see it that um that goblins was more you think than It's
0: a- just personal preference. You think people just really like it?
1: I think that people like synergy aggro decks but I also think there's a lot of Red Mages, and I would consider myself a Red Mage, but I got to say, like, I, I get a little tired of playing this pre-modern slide deck because it is so repetitive and redundant. I think the games mm-hmm. are more interested in playing Goblins. That's why I would play it Yeah, play it again. I mean, that's
0: kind of what I mean. Yeah. People prefer it. Like, like people enjoy playing Goblins more than they enjoy. It's
1: definitely more interesting. I mean, I. I, I but I think you could yeah. win a tournament with both decks. Absolutely. You know, so I think you're going to have...
2: Yeah, it's probably the nostalgia fact too, for I remember I mean when I came in like a, over a year ago playing it Landstill and Goblins were like the main things people were playing, and the first thing I was thinking was I uh, hope this format expands its deck lists <laughs> because playing always against goblins and always landstill was uh it reminded me of standard, basically. Definitely the goblins.
1: Has done that, you know. what I mean, I think we yeah, it to absolutely has.
2: Run yep. out big time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So up up next, which I think this is a, this is a late resurgence or this is a more recent trend. Uh, is absolutely. stifle knot is at is the number yes. three deck at six point two percent, and I think there's, mm-hmm. th- that's been putting up a lot of results recently in the last like probably six to eight months. Mm-hmm. And three uh, of them are mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I, well, I had one too actually. It, so yeah,
0: yeah, you had one too. Um, it's it's important to note here that stifle knot. A lot more so than Landstill and Goblins has very differing flavors. Yes, it does. Yeah. But still, undoubtedly, they are all Stifle decks. Yeah. You know, we don't need to mm-hmm. break them down into the different color combinations because they're all doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and what yeah. I love about Stifle is that you can pair it with any color. Uh, there's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started really blue-red was by far and away the most popular one running like a standstill uh manland package Mm -hmm. but uh then Mm -hmm. after the european champs you know people were playing blue black people were playing blue white i've been playing the blue green there's even some mono blue stifle knots. so it's it's
1: got a lot of flavors it definitely has a lot of flavors and but it Mm -hmm. all like you said it's trying to you know charm or stifle a dreadnought and smash you for 12 twice you know bingo so (laughs) and that's a good hard and true you know you know way to way to win a game so for sure uh, up next we have the the sly burn red deck wins kind of uh yes whatever you want to call it um and that i wrote
0: that in that way because on tc decks they have all three of those categories right and i made sure to check a sampling from each of them and they're identical deck list absolutely it's Yeah. like what why did they these get categorized differently
1: yeah. who knows but like i to me there's a difference between a, a sly deck and like a red deck sly, sly is more of the the style if you will with the um the curve you know being low in creature decks but mm-hmm. there's a slight difference but in this format you could say sly burn or red deck and it's all the same deck it's Jackal well, Pups, it's Lightning Bolt, it's Fire like, blast. I was thinking
0: mm-hmm. in my head, like, oh, maybe people have been doing, like, a Burn deck more like the modern Burn deck, where it's just as many Lightning Bolt or Lightning Bolt-adjacent cards as possible. Right. And all the decks in the Burn category were just straight-up side decks. Yeah. It was four Mog Fanatics, four Jackal Pups, four Ball
1: Lightnings. Four Grim Lava, like, like, three to four Grim Lava Mancers, yeah. Right, that exactly. bolts, so it's fire blasts, like generates it, curse rolls. Why is this yeah. called something different? <laughs> yeah,
2: who knows? But that comes in at five... Go ahead. I'd be... Yeah, you know, I was just going to say, it'd be interesting, too, to look at uh, oh, month by month if... Like I was saying, early on, I was seeing lots of goblins. Now I'm seeing the red deck wins and the sly and all that. I'm curious, if you look at top eights, was there a transition of going from heavy more goblins to people pl- switching from goblins to sly to red deck That is wins, a good
0: point. Yeah, we did. Or,
2: or are they still evenly yeah, and, out there? And
0: actually, that, that reminds me of something I wanted to say at the top. Um, the TC decks, you can uh, categorize by date. Um, I mm-hmm. didn't <laughs> do, mm-hmm. take the time to figure out, like, what's been popular more recently versus before. Um, mm-hmm. But also, uh, they're listings go back to the swedish champs which happened in june of 2018 so we have a very Mm -hmm. well for our format we have a nice long list
1: yeah yeah i agree yeah so uh like so the red the red deck of choice whatever you want to call it um it uh comes in about 5.9 which is a nice like you know healthy number Mm -hmm. so and then tied with that is actually classic uh the rock so, I would assume this also includes the green, black, and also the green, black, white versions. I would assume if they're splashing white occasionally. That would all yeah, be under the rock.
0: Um, I, I, well, I would assume so as well. Er, actually, I think the green, black, white ones might be in Dead Guy Ale. Actually, let me just look it up right now. Hmm.
1: I, I mean, but like at most like the rock decks splash white for to get Vindicate and maybe. Maybe a swords or two. Yeah, you know sometimes
0: actually not that many that I saw. Well, no, they they, they don't. More... Well, it's
1: because the mana's is terrible. Mm. <laughs> actually, I they... saw
0: I saw a lot more <laughs> splashing red than splashing white. I was actually thinking about hmm. that today. Like,
1: what about like a good old classic Jun deck? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get there, you get lightning bolt a lot of that. You get lightning bolt. You get um, terminate. You get terminate. Man, what a card that is! Like, talk about underplayed. Like that 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 is just a dagger of a card. Mm. I love it. Um. Also like I also like the original art of that guy just getting like blown up over a volcano. he's just getting annihilated. but um, yeah <laughs> so like th- so that that comes in tied with uh, the, the slide deck at 5.9%. So again,
0: so, so just real quick and this is not um, by any means comprehensive, but I, I just clicked on the rocks uh, categorization mm-hmm. and a handful of them mm-hmm. are named Jund. And then I just clicked a couple at random that are also have red in them. I have not found a single one splashing white.
1: Okay, but at the same time, they're still the the mid range deck. They are the, the right. they are the efficient removal, decent body creatures that are getting value. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of crossover. Oh, just found Mm -hmm. one splashing white. So there are some splashing white. And that's fine. But like
1: the the deck's doing the same thing. You know what I mean? It's it's
0: base green and black. It's going to have some ramp. It's going to have some one-for-one removal. It's going to have some fatties. Probably mm. Blastoderms, Ravenous Baloths, uh, and it, spiritmongers. Spirit yeah. Mongers. And it almost
1: definitely has Pernicious Deed. You know, the, the, yes. It's basically the pernicious deed yeah. decks. You know? Yeah. Right.
0: It's it's the deck that yeah. when Apocalypse yeah. got spoiled, everyone rushed to build. <laughs> oh
1: immediately. Immediately. I, I have yet to stifle a pernicious deed, and I can't wait to do that.
0: Ooh, that sounds like fun. I've stifled many a Powder Keg, but no Pernicious Deeds.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Stifle's such a cool card. Um, I fucking love Stifle. Yeah, all right. So up next, uh, I was surprised that this was this high, but I, I think we're going to figure out why. Uh, Madness at 4.1%, which is... Uh, yeah. So that, that's a hefty number, I was thinking, hmm. for a Madness deck. As I, I, yeah. I would When I've, I've played Madness a fair amount, I've had some success with it, but I was very surprised to see it as the one, two, three, like top seven? Number six. Number six? Number six. Number six on our list. Number dude. six. Mm-hmm. It
0: is a bit of a drop-off from number five. The Rock has 26 in the tops. The uh, Madness has 18. Yeah. Right. But still, I mean, that is – that's pretty high, especially because yeah. we I mean, kind of said like – it's it's a comfortable tier two deck. It's not a tier one.
1: Yeah, I would even say low tier two. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know we don't want to talk too much about the tiers right here, but like it seems underpowered to what some of the other things are doing, but maybe just the consistency of it and I think what mm-hmm. also is helping its numbers that it's so cheap to build. Like if you I was if you wanna say that
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it's a good exactly. intro it's deck a for someone It's a great deck to just like have order. in your
1: collection and be like, hey, Buddy, like you probably remember this deck from yesteryear. Here you go. That is you know what I mean? That's
0: precisely what I was going to say. Can... It's one that yeah. people remember yeah. if they played back then. Um, they know they won't have trouble building it, right. they know they won't have trouble playing it because it's mm-hmm. a very straightforward game plan. And you get to do some fun stuff with it. What I, I also. Mean, everyone loves when you drop a freaking. Yeah two root wall is off of a careful study or something i gotta
1: tell you one of the things that i like the most about it is that it's a deck that doesn't have cards that go in any other deck for the most part like you know what i yeah, mean it's just cool like too. yeah i can just leave it built I, I i play some some it has some fetch lands in it so maybe i'll move those around occasionally but for the most part the other like 52 cards are pretty much just in that deck so true it's Ooh, just like so it could just true. sit by itself and yep. it's just ready to go
0: yeah, and actually, uh, real quick, because you mentioned and I, I forgot to mention at the top, the numbers are just the numbers that are in there. These are not a tier ranking. No, not at by all. any
1: means. No, not at all. This is just literally the number of times it's shown up on TC Dex and us in top eights somewhere in yeah. the last like you know year and a half or so. All
0: right. Yeah, because the cool thing about pre modern is how much mm-hmm. personal preference plays into right. it. Right. Uh, and and I almost feel like it's funny compared to old school uh pre-modern is arguably the more competitive you find a lot less people trying to spice it up with a pre-modern deck but at the same time uh for old school most people when they like first get into it if they have the cards for it they go straight for the most powerful decks Mm -hmm. and pre-modern i feel like people don't do that i feel like people go for the deck they enjoyed in yesteryear
1: i agree i mean because the like I've said before, this is good this is a very nostalgic format for a lot of people yep. a lot of uh-huh. people played during this time and grew up during this time and so like playing like oh I want to play that again and it's the exact cards i remember not just the same style like you could play a burn deck to in today's standard, but it's not with the right. same cards that you remember or the same art or whatever I think that's the nostalgia is very strong with this so sure yeah absolutely so uh so moving on um Looking at the next one, this is the first one where we kind of, we've already started the talk. Before, these were very easy to categorize, you know what I mean, as far as what they were. Landsteils control, Goblins is aggro, knots combo. Very clear, you know, in the last few yep. we've talked about. Madness is an aggro deck that, you know, has tempo elements, but it's definitely still more, it wants to get on the ground. Yeah, definitely and an turn, aggro yeah, deck. No so, one wouldn't call it that. So then the next one at 3.9% of the metagame is the Enchantress builds. Which is where we get... Yes. <laughs> this is where we get <laughs> into, like, the... Is it combo? Is it control? What is this? And I think I gotta right. ask Andrew, like, what what would you define the Enchantress deck as? Like, what is it?
2: Um, I mean, as I had said earlier, it sort of depends on what flavor you go with. If it goes with Words of Wind, the bouncing one that I'm on right now, it's definitely a prison-y control deck because you're just trying to get get the draw effects in play so and uh, words of wind and then it's you can go off by turn 3 or 4 and just start playing half your deck uh, if you're playing words of war which is the red word it's skip a draw for a colorless shock somebody or something that version's much more aggro well- um there was the weird creature version I had. That's more you of an aggro define build. It as aggro no, I was just um, that attacking as
0: like, in with creatures.
1: I, I would call it just, Tempo. I would say the words of war is like that that's kind of your quote unquote combo finish. You're yeah, a, you, that's that's a different card. But, but combo that card finish. can yeah. also gant yeah. You, g- you control against an aggro deck. You can use that exactly. to ping down the little dudes. Yeah.
2: You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have the classic green white, which has uh, Elephant Grass to slow stuff down, um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on card names, um, Solitary Confinement for, for sort of the prison lockdown feel, cause, uh, sometimes you sideboard or have main deck worship, that, that alone, that and the, uh, untargetable, the shrouded, oh, yeah. uh, Enchantress, some decks just scoop to that, like a lot of red decks, can't, if they don't have, uh, Anarchy, they're, they're screwed,
1: yeah, so I, I think that then, then then in that yeah. situation you create a board state that create that is locks the opponent out which kind of makes it a prison deck. You know, you create yep. it, <laughs> that that that's yep. what it does, right? It creates a board yeah. state that locks the opponent from doing anything, yep. you know. Control decks will create card advantage yep. and you know take control of the game where it's less on the board. You know what I mean? I always feel like with control decks that they, they just they have you yep. you're drawing dead, there's nothing you can do. But, like, it, whereas the prison has a, a, set up a set of permanents or, you know, synergies that, you know, prevent your opponent from doing anything or, like, you know, making it so they just can't win the game, you know, in that way. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with a control deck still has to react. Like, you yeah. can still, like, the blue-white, you know, uh, blue-white landstill still has to counter something. Like, if they're at three life, you know what I mean? Like, they could still die to a yeah. bolt if they don't have the counterspell. You know, whereas... Mm. With a lot of other prison decks, yep. it's just like they're tangle wild you're out, well, you out where you kid him, use your man in that turn, and you're just effed, you know. So,
0: yeah, Enchantress yeah. defies <laughs> definition.
1: Yeah, but it's definitely in...
2: yeah, and I mean it. If that card did not say uh, upon casting, it there wouldn't be a deck because if you had to, if it had to make it into play before you got the draw trigger yeah it would it be worthless would because it's up. countering it Don't would lock it out and then, yeah can't function yeah the fact that you would just throw something yeah. out knowing it, it would be countered like someone had presence of the master against me one time and i was like okay i just played stuff got the draw triggers played stuff played stuff kept chucking everything to the graveyard because it was being countered and then replenished <laughs> and they were <laughs> like oh the- that doesn't do anything it's like no i'm not <laughs> casting spells they're coming out and they were like oh nuts.
0: Enchantress was actually the first number 1 deck on TC. It was the winner of the Swedish Champs that
1: started the listings. Yeah, I think yeah. I think people need to play it again. I, I think it I hasn't seen much play recently or any.
0: I was going to say it's kind of fallen off a little bit and I don't really get why cuz yeah. honestly, I think it's like tier 1. Yeah, it it uh, definitely was maybe back 1. then.
1: 1.5 but yeah, it definitely was back then, but I I think we I think we people need to play it a little more. Maybe some Put up some more results with it and see what happens. But, all right, sure. uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is 3.4%. Uh, and I was surprised to see this this side too is a uh, psychotog. Um, yeah. So, is this like the upheaval psychotog kind of builds? Or are these like the. It's all psychotog builds, so, except Grow-A-Tog. Except um, Grow-A-Tog. So, nothing, not the, right. no, not the
0: green. Groatog doesn't go in there. That's its yeah. own thing. Okay. But any, any blue, black, and then some splash red uh some splash green uh but basically anything where the creature suite is psychotogs maybe some shadow mage infiltrators maybe some nightscape familiars but it's trying to win by Mm. just swinging with a psychotog dumping their hand pitching their graveyard and making the psychotog 20 plus Mm. power nice I can get
1: behind that. So that's three point four percent of the uh, of the meta game. So <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in a while. I feel like uh, no,
0: I really haven't. I don't think I've played against it once.
1: Yeah, I I, I haven't either. But I've seen it some postings yeah. of it. But it's it's. Have you played some, some with some psychotogs recently? That 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 card's awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, I love it. Actually, <laughs> funny yeah. little
0: tangent. So in that in that small TC order that I made that we talked about last time, yeah. Uh, I I had three Psychotogs on there, uh, just because I figured, oh, you know, maybe I'll throw it into some kind of funny deck. They sent me three Fantatogs instead. What? What dicks? <laughs> no one's playing Fantatog. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. That's terrible. Yeah.
2: All right. I mean, they, they were cool about it,
0: though. They just kind of said, all right, well, we can we can refund you or we can send it to you. Right. Don't worry about the Phantatogs. I was like, oh, I won't. I've already put them in the trash. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's not even worth your buying. <laughs> really. So yeah, that's funny. Um, up next, we got um, Full English Breakfast, The com- <laughs> very much the combo survival deck uh, yes. t- tied with the Psychotog with 3.4% of the meta. Uh, we're going to go in a little bit of a, a small run with the combo decks where we start to see that kind of part of the metagame, game fill out yeah fill I out. was
0: gonna mention so like we've had stifle not at yeah. the top yeah. and like stifle not we kind of said is a little bit of an aggro y combo mm-hmm. full English breakfast is really our first like dedicated combo deck yeah
1: no doubt about it combo you know so yeah um so yeah well
0: also another quick thing to note um full English breakfast I had to this is one of the ones I had to do some due diligence and sort out all the uh, categorizations because there were a lot in the survival category right and the survival category mm. included not just full english breakfast decks but there was some trade wind survival mm-hmm. there was some really cool red green like mm. aggro survival um running like the shiven worms mm. and stuff oh. and then there was um what was yeah, the that's other interesting one? Uh, oh re- recurring survival the recur. oh rexter combo yeah.
1: You yeah, Rexer. Yeah. Um, but, play, so, but playing but so, playing that more comboy as opposed to more like with the rock with value? Yeah.
2: Okay. And
0: playing it well, there they were actually a little bit of both, you know, where it was kind of it was a toolbox, but also with the reanimator yeah. win cons, you know, like they'd fetch up either Verdant mm. Force or um, uh, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh you you can get a chrome out with yeah. recurring too, I, right. so but we can, very, yeah, we, we can very much
1: call yeah. Full English Breakfast the Phage and the Shapeshifter kind of combo deck. Right. Yeah.
0: Full English Breakfast, yeah. it's very clear what yeah. it is. And actually, to figure out exactly how many there were, I simply did the search function for Volrath Shapeshifter because yeah. that card's not going in any other decks. <laughs> no, that's for
1: sure. So, yeah. So, that's yeah. 3.4% of the meta. And I think all of us think that that deck's probably better than its percentage and i and i well i think what holds that deck back is a little bit of the cost with the survivals to some people price yeah and Mm -hmm, also um and also on top of that the it's a high skill level deck to pilot it's a very hard deck you know it is it's really about Mm. every little mana counts every sequencing so um i look when we finally do that deck breakdown we've got we're going to need someone who really knows the deck because i don't know it yeah we are so (laughs) Um, Up next, uh, we have uh, the the tax rack, we're calling it. Yes. So it's the land tax, Mm the kind of scroll rack decks um, that take up 2.7% of the meta. Now, these come in like two different styles. There's the more typical – they're they're all kind of doing the same thing. They're usually red and white for the most part. Well,
0: actually, I'm going to note real quick. um, I separated – the tax rack from the white weenie based one okay that's fine that's be- and the main reason i did that is because the white weenie one is essentially a white weenie deck yes it is with land tax and scroll rack yeah no as just a
1: way to generate but card advantage. this deck is like the pink mm-hmm. prison if you will this is correct like, yes this de- one could be de- called yeah. a pink prison devastating dreams mm-hmm. um could win by goblin trenches or it could win by seismic assault or it could win by gigapede or one of those <laughs> like Good old gigapede w- w- whatever you're but it's still <laughs> it's getting it's it's getting advantage from you know the card advantage from the from the land tax it's playing mox time and it's playing you know zurn orbs like it's it's really like breaking the synergy and making sure that the land tax is doing some work so serious yeah like it's, yeah. i it's
0: making it so that that ancestral every turn really feels like an ancestral every
1: turn. oh my god yeah like especially with the with the scroll rack you basically like drawing like 10 like 9 to 10 yeah. cards that are fresh every time
0: and like if you're playing a low land aggro deck you can't just beat them by uh oh well, i'll just won't play that many lands because they'll get rid of their lands
1: then <laughs> oh, they're very good at it you know they're very good. yeah I, I'm, I was i was very surprised the first time i played against it was in the finals of that um that second pre-modern open that we had online yeah. that i I, mm-hmm. I came in the came in second with goblins that i was playing against pedro canali i think his name was yep
0: i played him yeah that, yeah that round he
1: um and i remember playing that against attack and i was like man there's no way for me to play this game that keeps him off a of land tax like correct like, uh-huh. like he's got orb or like he just plays mox diamond in mm-hmm. on turn one with a with a um
0: yeah with no land with no land and you're just, <laughs> just like yeah. that. and I'm like or undiscovered well, paradise unless I want to just sit yeah, here
1: and, undiscovered unless I want to sit here and just do nothing like I just I can't do anything like I have to like basically try to race this thing and that's mm-hmm. a tough tough uh, tough t- tall order for like a goblins deck to do unless I get a really good lackey into you know broken start but he can always just right. devastating dreams for one and I'm just like well, there it goes you know so just v- a yeah, very good deck
0: yeah and it's Something I really like about it too is that it's a very unique to pre-modern, yes. Deck. I mean, the the tax rack combo has existed before, and there's been plenty of kind of like land tax based strategies, but like the particular set of cards that are in pre-modern uh, make for some amazing synergies, like the devastating dreams. Uh, yeah, you know, there there's just so many cool things where and it's kind of like you were saying with the madness where there's a lot of cards that wouldn't go in any other deck right
1: oh for sure and and there's not to mention there's not mm. historically red and white decks you know like that are not combo control prison decks they're usually like just no. aggro decks you know yeah they're, so they're, true. they're lightning mm-hmm. helix they're you know Rager of mm-hmm. Eos, Bushwhacker decks, or something. If you guys play at right. that time, but Savannah like Lions Sav- Lightning Bolt. Savannah Lightning, Savannah Lightning bolts. You know, it's very rare that it's a prison deck, or you know, there's another so or a combo deck like you know, Astral Slide or something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's so it's very different. But uh, anyway, very cool deck. I think it's very strong. I have I, I've always had a tough time with it with the decks I play, but I'm curious about how. Um, how good it is, you know, with a bunch of other things Um, against, like, maybe c- c- Control does well against it or something. I don't know. But I think it also is another, like, um expensive deck that probably, like, keeps its numbers down because it needs all four Mox diamonds. That's only four Mox diamonds. And four scroll racks, which are, like, you know, 60 dollars or whatever it is. Like, they're not, Jesus. Are they yeah, much? they're not cheap. So, um, I think...
2: Well, you can get the gold borders. Which, which, well, I
1: actually wrote it down. They're $29, so it's not even that... I mean, they're not that much... Cool. Yeah. Oh. So they're not they're nothing wow. cheap. But uh, up next, we got a nice little co- a pairing of combo decks. Yeah, uh,
0: continuing the combo. Yeah, so we
1: got 2.5% of the meta is each for uh, Reanimator and for Devourer. Obviously, two very yes. different decks. Uh, the, uh-huh. the Devourer is kind of the new, the new kid on the block, so new to speak. kid say. on the block. So yeah. I think... Um, I I want to check it out myself, like see if I can give it a give it a whirl. I'm not, I, I just kind of see how it goes. I think it's a very cool deck. I would love to try it. I've never actually cast a Tinker in my life, so I would like to do that. Um. <laughs> I think it's just so awesome that those guys, you know,
0: invented a deck in pre modern. Oh, like it's never existed before, right? And they found this awesome little interaction.
1: It's pretty amazing. It's really cool.
0: Uh, I, I really want to find something else that's lying, <laughs> you know, another diamond in the rough, if you will. Well,
1: especially one that's powerful. Like, that's the key. It's yes. Like not, you, you can come up with some, like, you know, brewing some jank and, like, but that, that, right. that is... some cute stuff. Right, that is a pure synergy, like, you know, that is a strong combo that can win very quickly, you know. It yeah. gets, like, you know, it does well mm-hmm. the soul lands, it abuses mana, it plays fast, and that, that is a classic combo deck. As far as like, I put all my resources into this, and then blinging this thing at your face, or altering yep. dimensioning you out. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. So that and reanimator Re- is like you said, as classic of a combo as it is. It's just it's put something fat into the graveyard and cheating it out for you know one or two mana. You know, just getting yep. it. The, the combo is you know, spending two to three cards to you know get a huge tempo. You know, getting a big fatty early. You know so that is classic you know magic and this is really where it started um also like quick little note like the fact that we don't have entomb allowed i think is awesome you know what i mean and yeah. just like, because there's plenty of ways to <laughs> bin these cards. You don't need to put the perfect card into the graveyard right away for what's it one minute. Yeah, one mana. and
0: I feel like that would enable certain combo decks a little too well. Well,
1: and because you can put the perfect dagger, especially after sideboard. Like you know, oh, it's a red deck. Here go. Or Chroma's going straight. Right, it's at, a tutor. Or, or if you're fans, playing Reanimator. Or Phantom and Shoba, You know what I mean? Like just right. You're I'm done. saying
0: not even for Reanimator. There are other combo decks that like to have a tutor for one black like
3: that
1: oh yeah
0: because like like combo mm-hmm. decks that use things out of the graveyard yeah. like uh the panda burst deck usually wins by doing a replenish with the combo mm-hmm. and your wait isn't tomb
1: any card it's not just creatures yeah. yeah it's any card oh wow i did not know that that's amazing
0: yeah. um i think buried alive is just
1: creatures yeah buried alive is definitely just creatures i know that yeah that makes I sense was, I, I thought for sure a Tomb was just creatures but i could be wrong uh, search a library for a card and put it uh, yeah. into your. Wow, yep, good card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: because in in Odyssey, you know, it was mainly to get flashback cards because that was before mm-hmm.
1: Quiet Speculation came out. Yeah. Oh, oh, the innocence mm-hmm. of Watsy. Oh, just put put, put your put your flashback <laughs> cards in the graveyard. You'll get value out of it. <laughs> players, no big deal. <laughs> the players find a way to break that in half. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we're getting a little. So
0: kind of surprising is the next one. Yeah,
1: this Targheten deck has you know two point three percent of the meta, and I gotta say, like, hmm. that is a mid range deck. I am surprised it's this high because I I did not I I mm-hmm. really think the format's too fast for it. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fun. Oh and yeah, definitely.
0: All the versions are running for mox diamond.
1: You need you need the speed. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it,
0: yeah. it it can just be uh, it's it's basically appeals to the uh, Timmy spikes. Yeah, like like I consider <laughs> myself to be with Sifelnaut. Um Sometimes you know you just want to have one fatty take you to victory, and a Teravore man, that thing can get huge fast.
1: Well, because because we've oh, gone yeah. through a bunch of decks so far, and I'm looking at this, the only deck that we've mentioned so far that plays Swords to Plowshares is Landstill. You know what I mean? Like all these yeah, other decks are gonna. Holy shit! You're right. You know what I mean? Or tax rack does? Doesn't oh, it? tax rack. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but all yeah, these other ones would. are gonna probably have. If you land a teravor, like an eight-eight teravor, like they're gonna have trouble dealing with it. You know? Yeah. And so, very true. as long as it, but
0: well, there's there's also the black removal.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've mm-hmm. listed the rock. Yeah. Oh, we've listed psychotall. Oh, we have we, we've listed, we haven't talked about like you know um, the the, the, Elephant the, the sacrifice effects like you know innocent blood or. Um, Chainer's Edict or uh, the other Edict I'm Blinking. Yeah. Diabolic. But
0: uh, another thing to note about the uh, Terrageddon is there's a lot of different flavors of that as well. Yeah. Um, There's – I think the most powerful one is probably the Bant one that uses your kind of blue threshold-y cards to dump into the graveyard. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, your careful studies, that sort of thing. But then there's also – a really cool one that was in there that was kind of like a cycling based uh tarragon deck, it was running like Crozen Tusker and Eternal Dragon and stuff hmm, like that. I see that. Well, and I like, and like the really uh,
1: interesting the, the cycling lands too, the the, the like, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. The cycling lands mm. were a main thing, cartographer to get them back and cycle them again.
1: Uh, there's definitely, yeah, between like <sighs> nice. max, first of all, playable, like good strong cards that go put lands in the graveyard away are like Mox Diamond wasteland and windswept heath are probably those are 12 cards that put like lands in your deck then you want those cards anyway and then you have other ways to like dump like you can get that terror again War pretty big and you could you know let the get in behind it and just here we go so let's smash so i was very surprised to see it that high i'm wondering if it is like a legit deck or if it maybe that just got played early in the metagame and maybe yeah maybe it's it's just kind of um, it's interesting. So uh, tied with that at two point three percent, also are the non-full English breakfast survival decks. These are like you're talking about, like the you know the 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 kind of recurring Nightmare kind of decks, or could be the mm-hmm. like the trade wind survival decks, um, which you know yep. they're all mid rangey. I would say trade wind even creates a little bit of a prison when it, the trade wind really gets going and locks you out of your mana and starts balancing that yep. like every turn. You know, it, it, yeah. but it all is about the survival and it creates the synergy and it could either win through value with like recurring nightmare for value to get like Avalanche mm-hmm. Riders back or it could create, but it, yeah. it, it all creates something that the, the, the toolbox of that survival can play in. So, um, yeah, but that, that's about 2.3% and, uh. I think there's a lot of brew space there with survival you know the, the best yeah the, the best survival deck is still mm-hmm. probably the english, bre- full english breakfast but you know there's you could do a lot with survival it's such a cool
0: yeah i mean survival is just an insane card right <laughs> i mean a, a reusable tutor just think about that yeah. and especially when comboed with squee yeah uh um, no i part. i played mm-hmm. a, i lost to robert wyatt in the um the last top 16 monthly for uh February. Mm-hmm. And uh once he got a survival and a squee out, it was just game over because yeah, he could do whatever he wanted.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> yep. I streamed that yes, one, right? you streamed it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yes, you showed
1: everyone my defeat. <laughs> uh up yes. next, we got uh the suicide black, which is the black aggro. Um I'm going to I want us to probably D- dive into that deck probably at some point i don't know if it's gonna yeah be- i'd
0: really love to see that get like fine-tuned because it's already really good right you know like i'd say just the the out of the box Mirage uh tempest uh standard suicide black is already like a good solid tier two tier 2.5 yeah but i bet you could like mm-hmm. tune that thing to be incredible
1: i, I don't think it's ever going to hit tier one because it doesn't have the the reach and the no. explosiveness that like the red decks have mm-hmm. but i think you can have it be a solid contender because it has efficient creatures that are like you know power greater than their casting cost with very like ups- the carnivage has a very little downside you know what i mean that one with right. <laughs> that one mm-hmm. damage and I think and
0: Sarcomancy and, often has no downside. Exactly.
1: So, and then you have, um, the problem is though, they are mostly just attacking for two, you know? So you need to be able to find a way to disrupt or yeah. f- pick up that clock. I'm not sure hatred's the way to do it. Cause you're kind of going really big all in into hatred, but maybe there's a, a hatred deck that just hopefully wins on like, but it's so dependent on dark ritual. Then you might, you could blow yourself out for like a three for one or something like that. Or, or in, and all your life, you know, so
0: Yeah. I, a handful of the decks in that category are hatred based.
1: And that's fine. I mean that was the classic Suicide Black from back in the day. So yeah. but I think with some good disruption and 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 the black aggro cards, um, I think it I think it has some it has some chances. And I'd like to kind of tinker around with it in a little bit. Uh
0: well, interesting enough, just a quick little side note, when uh when Ron Taylor made uh you know second place against you that he he told me earlier in the tournament when we played that he basically just took the deck that he was playing back and extended, you know, just like yeah. card for card. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, I mean, because it translates pretty well. You know, the, a lot of the cards, nothing's been banned from that list, you know. Yeah. So uh, up next at 1.8%, we have a, a group of decks. Um, this is the – we have it categorized as Artifact and tinker Welder kind of builds. Yeah.
0: So this was another one that I had to kind of do some researching and look at the actual deck list because they had all different names for artifact-based decks, and then there's also all different kinds. So I've got further down on the list, Mud, which is the mono brown that Antonio is the champion of, where it's basically uh, your prisony. It's almost like uh, shops and vintage but for pre-modern right now this category we're talking yeah. about now though is uh artifact with usually either red or blue and it's running either like tinker to kind of power out those artifacts or it's running some sort of welder combo to get them
1: going what's the combo with welder is it like creating the prison though
0: yeah it's it's not a combo in the sense of like creating a win condition but more you know you bring your tangle wire back over and over again oh. or mm-hmm. yeah stacks. or smoke stack yeah. to keep bringing stuff yeah, back I
1: think I think it's pretty close with these these mud and and tinker slash welder decks they are pretty similar maybe the tinker obviously it's not mono brown you know like like right. with the tinker or the welder. But I think they they all have the same kind of goal of like getting these artifacts in with um you know w- w- into play with the soul lands and you know kind of winning on mana with like you know the Thran Dynamos or whatever and kind of getting ahead with Metalworker as well like you just get big mana advantages. Mm-hmm. But right,
0: yeah, they do usually run Metal Workers.
1: So I would say like I actually just lost a, a mud deck the other day that I had. There's a kid played a few cards that I just wasn't familiar with, but. uh it's it's definitely a cool deck, and it's definitely you know you, like the classic shops, like you know make you know take advantage of you know breaking synergies because you're just playing so much colorless mana and just be, be able to take advantage of stuff. So, I it was it's very cool, and if you put those like with this these decks with the Tinker Welders plus the muds, it shoots it up to like a two point seven percent of the metagame kind of thing. So yeah. I I don't think. If it's your bad matchup, you're gonna worry about it. But I think, like you know, it still means you know, packing null rods is can a force. be a good thing. You know, yeah, for so.
0: sure, it is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um. Just a, another thing. Now that you're mentioning, like preparing for these decks, uh, I I have found that like, you almost there's there's no reason not to have any sort of artifact or enchantment removal yeah. in your board because so many of these decks revolve around either an artifact or an enchantment.
1: Yeah. No definitely. Yeah. Na disenchants, naturalizes, mm-hmm. seal of null rods, these are all very relevant cards. A null, you know Exactly.
0: And with null rod, mm-hmm. like like every color has access to Energy it. Plugs. But uh the The great thing about premodern is we get this full section of the pie, (laughs) you know, this era of magic where they didn't relegate it only to Mm -hmm. one color. Yeah. You know, if unless you're playing black, I think black has no way to deal with artifacts or enchantments. But they they do have some like destroy target permanent, right?
1: Well, vindicate. I mean, if you want to count that, but like Uh, vindicate.
0: But then you're playing white for disenchant, right? disc yeah you got to kind of rely on disc but anyways the, the point be if you're playing blue you got a null if you're playing green you got naturalize if you're playing white you got everything under the sun to deal with artifacts and enchantments. red has all the shatter effects Um, so definitely be prepared for some artifacts and enchantments on your board
1: yeah. Uh, next up we got um, – so we're going to just kind of rifle a few of a couple of these. I got the Oath kind of combo, which is probably like, what, the um, the Scavenger Time Warp kind of style?
0: You know, there's a lot of different varieties of it. There's that one, which actually only has like one or two results. Um, the more common one is weirdly the one that's just looking for uh, Morphling, Spike
1: Feeder, Spike
0: Weaver. Class, classic I, both. Mm-hmm. You know, are, Right, the original oath, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: um, it's. I think it's a fine deck. I don't think it's you know as good as it was back mm. in its extended heyday. You know, of like nineteen ninety nine. Andrew,
2: whatever. you tried to break it, didn't
0: you, with uh, Sarah Avatar? <laughs> yeah,
2: that was fun. Yeah, but that was where I went. Oh, and one and twelve it didn't work out in so well. <laughs> yeah. It was fun yeah. when it happened to get it out because I got up to over 100 life. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, up next, we've got a little like
1: White Weenie, uh, which I think uh-huh. is definitely a struggling aggro deck. This, doesn't, this isn't Rebels. This is or, or the Tax Rack aggro with like the Firestorms and like that kind of engine. This is just kind of cla- more classic White Weenie, which I don't think it. this is yeah. going to be your, you know, Savannah Lions and Moms and probably the Shadow Guys. and Yep. Yeah. Shadow probably, Guys. Yeah. Which I just don't think it kills fast enough. I think again that might have right. been from you know the earlier days. Mm. Um, stasis up next as a good prison deck. I think I, I'm that never seen it a little low. I feel like there was a run on stasis decks recently, you know. And uh, but I think I think yeah. people can definitely Whoa. win with that deck, and I, it's
2: got potential. Yeah, I mean we had three in one group, so that sort right. of cut down the chance that many of them um, would move forward. I think
0: it's also that a lot of people just. Don't want to have their games go that long for an entire tournament. <laughs> they don't want to be the stasis guy. I like to see guy. that deck. Yeah. Someone
1: bring that deck to like a timed round event. You know, what I mean, where you really had to play within the mm-hmm. the time frame allotted of the fifteen yeah. rounds. Um, yeah, I, I agree.
2: Probably have a lot of one and zero right. finishes. Well, I think we talked <laughs> about last to the time. One. But
1: like you know, you just if you do not go to time every single like round with the stasis, just play quickly. It's not that mm-hmm. hard. Like we said draw that island play that island say go you know like yeah
0: <laughs> nobody wants to have mm-hmm. two three hour rounds right on our monthly <laughs> uh we
1: got elves yeah. up next which is interesting deck i haven't seen it in a little while um it just it's, there's still some synergy there it's not combo it's very much more like a, like a kind of uh aggro-y deck that has much like goblins how there's some pretty good elves they even have their version of the ringleader that's a 2-2 trampler i think for four mana mm-hmm. But like it could really get gets a lot of the mana dork, so like it could just play off itself and play like and, and obviously cradle. You know, it's definitely a cradle kind of deck, so which is yeah. really interesting yeah. That- it's
0: just it's it's missing um, the stuff that makes it such a powerhouse in Legacy and when it was kind of broken in Modern, but uh, it's still a it's still a fun deck and it's got some really cool lines of play and. If you're if you're into mm-hmm. creature slash combo decks, it, it can be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, then we got some Dead Guy Ale, like one point six percent, the black white kind of decks. Um, yep. I'm I I think this deck is held it held back by its mana mostly because the, the 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 decks the across the pot the enemy color decks I really struggle with the mana, you know, but. I, some people find unless it unless
0: you're playing green you know with the rock then you've got access to birds birds but right. you're right for for a deck that doesn't have any sort of fixing within the colors you got to rely entirely on drawing the correct lands and also like Could be tough those
1: um those tainted cards like the tainted fields tainted uh mm-hmm. what is it uh tainted peak i forget what the yep. green black one is tainted force something like that the every very good Tainted wood yeah that requires you to play a they lot of swamps swamp. to make that work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so cool. And close actually, to making...
0: we, we saw someone post a deck that had like 14 swamps and the tainted cards for the white splash. Um, and yeah, that, that kind of works if you're gearing your deck as more of like a mono black splashing. Yeah. But uh, to most Dead Guy Ale decks are, you know about 50 50 on the color split yeah. and that's really tough to pull off if with. i mm-hmm. if
1: i was to build that deck and i've and i've written down a few lists i think i would do the white splash basically just for gerard's verdict and vindicate but that's still like that's not many sources to be able to like have a consistent turn to gerard's for it's not him to torak you know what i mean it's just yeah. there's again that second colored mana mm. of a different color is kind of tough so yeah, um, up next is rebels, which I think most of those results were when the format first came out because it's a super nostalgic deck. I just think it's underpowered compared mm. to like a lot of other things. I it's yeah, super, no- not super nostalgic for me, but like, you know, it just doesn't kill fast enough. But I think I think it, we won't see many mm-hmm. rebels decks unless some people just like you said, like they want to play it. Yeah, it could top eight a tournament, but I think it's kind of a I don't know. I don't yeah, think I
3: don't
0: I think it's kind of unbreakable. Right.
1: And now, we're, and then uh, just uh, now we're getting to like the kind of the bottom of like, you know, one percent, one ish percent and less. Uh, but we got just so I'm just going to fire off a couple. Um, right around one percent like Zoo, which is, you know, like probably like the three deuce or two deuce of like the, of, yeah, of this, of the three
0: or five color. Yeah. What uh, Kim Carl Pfeiffer was yep. champion. I
1: think that deck has, is fine. Uh, Grow a Tog, which I think is putting up a little more results recently, which is exciting. I think it's a cool deck. I definitely yep. like the Miracle Grove decks of old are definitely very nostalgic for a lot of people. You know, the, yeah, the I love
0: Grow All. Gro, gro, Another one though that's held back by requiring Mox Diamond. Yeah, I
1: definitely need at least three Mox Diamonds in that deck. Mm. Uh Doomsday, which is pretty much just what Antonio Viscarelli is the only one who plays that, but he plays it very
0: Or no, it's Anthony Harrison. No Anthony, no, Anthony
1: that, Harrison, my... I'm sorry. Anthony uh, Antonio Harrison. Antonio is the um He's the mud guy. guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony Harrison always seems to top eight with that deck. He, he's he's got to figure it out. We'll, we'll have him on to talk about that mm-hmm. deck. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, because uh, everyone else looks at that yeah. list and goes, so how does, so this, how does win? this win?
1: <laughs> I do it every time.
2: Yeah. I do it every time he top eights. I literally go, how does this win?
0: But yeah. I have to go back to the page where he described it and yeah, reread it.
1: <laughs> um, We got Astral Slide up next, which is definitely another classic like yesteryear deck that some people just absolutely love. Uh, the Tax Rack, uh, White Weenie Aggro, which I think Jeff White's played a few times, which I think is... I think if you're going to go White Weenie, mm. go that style. You know, that, that has some, some, some legs. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's very cool. Replenish, I think it's the, the, the yeah. Replenish combo. I think this is the... This is going to include the Saperling Burst decks and also the Opalescence kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I, 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 another
0: nostalgic deck yep. that just doesn't really work that well outside of its own standard.
1: Right. So, but I think I think there's... It's super powerful when it works, but I feel like it can die to itself a bunch of times. Um, yeah, it's slow. Yeah, it's, it's slow. Very slow. Yeah. yeah. Or, or it either wins on like turn two or three, or it doesn't, or it takes a while, right? Oh well, well that's the
0: the panda burst. Right, deck. the panda burst. Yeah, yeah, but mm. that one actually, believe it or not, that's I'm not including that in this 0.9%, because um, that has only had one result, which was the time that Flint did really well with shocking
1: it. it's flint yeah. yeah yeah no one else has really played panda that's, <laughs> that's surprising i hope people pick that up i think it it definitely yeah. has no
0: this replenish is specifically the, the oblo- blue white uh urza block deck
1: oh interesting okay yeah um tricks bug control trade wind decks pox Turboland, uh like oh that the Horde of Greed kind of deck i think that that, that, yep. that deck... Because, yep. Is it like Turbos V or whatever that was called at some point? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that that deck's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then for color control fires, uh, definitely old standardy kind of decks. Th- these are the kind of decks that like people played back in the day, and were like, oh, let's try that again. Uh, Dementia Drake Esper control, and then we have a a full nine point two percent of the of the metagame, which we just call like the Rogue decks. You know, so there are still the yeah. brewers out there that are can <sighs> sure. can make some impact. So if you ha- yeah. if you have the the brew the brew section is almost as much as the top deck section. That means there's some interesting things going on. So mm-hmm. that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So a- an interesting thing about the um, the rogue gallery if you will there's a lot of uh combo decks in it oh yeah a lot of people have tried Mm -hmm. out combo decks and they just haven't caught on or whatever uh just real quick there's alluren angry hermit balancing tings enduring renewal intruder alarm life uh nether hops there was one really cool what i called mono blue combo high tideless where it's basically using like turnabout <laughs> and soul lands and uh mo- sapphire medallion and medallions untap blue yep. spells to just generate and who knows <laughs> how it wins right. but Seems fun. Uh, Storm, Tax Tower, Tron. This is me just scanning for the combo decks. There There's also
1: like a fluctuator combo. Is that like the Storm deck?
0: Fluctuator. Believe it or not, mm. not a single fluctuator on TC decks.
1: Mm. I think it's definitely... I, it's a brew. I mean, mm. it's a synergy, but if it doesn't get the fluctuator, the deck does nothing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I've, I've played against it yeah. multiple times in the monthlies, and every single time I beat it by the skin of my teeth right (laughs) it's like they seem to Mm -hmm. get the fluctuator one game they just destroy me with it then the other two games between uh sideboard cards to deal with it that's another big problem with it a if it doesn't get the fluctuator it doesn't win b it doesn't really have a way to uh protect itself like it has like miscalculation and that's it Mm -hmm. Uh, but c it loses to just about every sideboard card out there. It loses to counters. It loses to artifact destruction. It loses to graveyard destruction. Yeah, oh yeah. It, it just loses to any
1: sideboard deck. Yeah, that makes sense. So, All right. And uh, that's the meta, if you will. Um, yeah. You know, that's... we went quite, I mean, we've mentioned a lot of decks, you know, and I would say they're pretty much... All the ones we talked about, I think you're pretty viable. You can win a tournament. You can top eight, obviously, because they've shown up in these these numbers. You know, I think you, we know we, we have we've always had a good idea of what the top. I, I mean, I'm not. I was a little surprised by like some of the ones in the top eight of like Madness and Enchantress or whatever. I would have thought mm-hmm. maybe Fullinger's Breakfast would have been more a little bit higher, um, and definitely some more combo decks. But I think. Uh, you know what to expect now going forward. You know, and this is a good breakdown. And like you yeah. said, this metagame is very balanced right now. You know, I don't think there's any one deck that's totally dominating. I and mean, We can say land still, but it's the control deck. You know, I mean, it's it's it knows what to expect and it has the right answers. And
0: and it's not dominating by that much, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, nine point four percent over the seven point five for goblins. It's the best point two for stifle not. It's yeah. the best
1: deck. So now, if if if. Standstill was just the best deck and it's just there's nothing else. And all of a sudden we start seeing that number creep up to 10, 12, 15, 20% of the meta. What what card would you even think about like mm-hmm. maybe banning to, to reel, reel it back in? That doesn't just totally ruin the deck or totally, you know, ruin every other deck, you know? Because what do you get? Standstill. Standstill itself? Mm. I mean. That, I think so. It, then, then maybe they go more towards like an AK for their card draw. Or they... Yeah,
0: and then it becomes just a blue-white mm-hmm. control.
1: Right. I, I think that... So, you know. But I
0: think that that's the, the, the fact that it's the best use of standstill. Because standstill is an incredibly powerful card yeah. when used properly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize how to use it properly and end up trying to throw it into just any old deck and it doesn't work. No, it works but, great in these land yeah. decks because
1: they can just play exactly. lands. And, and
0: landstill, it's so perfectly tuned.
1: Yep, yeah, I agree. So...
2: Yeah. I mean, on top of that, this list is only the stuff we're seeing since tw- late 2018. There's probably the same number of decks out there that haven't been found and played yet or tried to figure it out. There's no Cadaverous Bloom deck yet that's out there. There's probably tons of other decks that are just waiting to be yeah, discovered or, we, um, or rediscovered. Like
0: I mentioned on the last one, I have that old deck deconstruction uh companion book and i was going through there just like huh mm-hmm. i haven't seen anyone trying out like a bunch of these different decks so there's there's definitely mm-hmm. things to either be revived or discovered like the devourer deck
1: or, or like like you haven't like one of those mm-hmm. decks is probably like a classic combo from back in the day is the um squandered resources and pros bloom Prost bloom deck you know yeah. that's that like that's not on there so, yeah uh, yeah, but not I, a single I, one I think we should do this yeah I think we should so It's the, not there uh, yet. mark the date what is it March 3rd March 4th you know when mm. we're recording this is it fifth now yeah fifth now um, yep. it um, yeah <laughs> let, let's try let's take a look at this again in like six months or maybe a year and see what happens about how these numbers because I think you know yeah. we, maybe we'll see some things change and I think that'll give us enough time to get more results and I would encourage people to if mm. um, if they have results, put it into TC decks, or if they don't give send it to one of us um send it to the pre modcast facebook page and we we will find a way to get it in there because i think this kind of i'm i, I, I yeah, love that, data that and reminds stats me. So. i
0: wanted to give a little shout out to kim carl pfeiffer he's the one who sends the monthly results over to TC decks.
1: oh he does okay so yeah definitely like i think this is just yeah. more good yeah. data we can keep putting in and uh, anyone that could contribute is great
0: yeah for sure um all right well
1: i think that covers it as much as we can yeah yeah we definitely did did that justice you know (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um so
0: to everyone out there uh keep enjoying the monthly and look forward to any upcoming tournaments yeah and thank you guys all for listening and for your support we love how many people tune in and yeah this
1: is it's been a very good project so far i've been very encouraged by you know everyone who's come up and talked to me and say how much they liked it and we're going to keep doing it i think um this has been a i think this people have been starved for content from in this era of magic so absolutely
3: Yeah,
0: and your your feedback is always welcome on the uh, pre modcast Facebook page, yep. or just even on the pre modern page. You know, we're all on there frequently.
2: Yep, excellent. Hope to see you guys at the uh, spring fling and at Hartford too. Absolutely, for
0: sure. All right, well, everyone, have a good time, and check you
1: later. Signing off. Later, guys.